content is going extreme on both sides. There are people who want to listen to ultra long, deep conversations, and there are people who just want to be entertained with quick, punchy stuff. The quality of somebody who listens to a podcast is extremely high. And the longer you listen to somebody, the more likely you are to trust them and eventually buy from them. You should throw in your business organically, okay? When it makes sense for what you're talking about, plug your business. You do any combination of those, you're making six figures easily, okay? Even if you don't have that many people. And then if you're repurposing the content, getting more exposure, it's gonna make even more, and then you're talking seven figures. If done right, I think a podcast is the most valuable marketing tool you can have for your business, hands down. And I don't care if you're starting from zero today, I think that within 12 months, a podcast can make you over $100,000, no matter where you're at. And I think in the long term, it can make you millions of dollars, like it's done for me. So today, we're gonna be talking about the benefits of starting a podcast, so you're very clear um, of everything there. And then we're going to be talking about how to actually go about it, how to start it, how to get viewers, how to get listeners, how to monetize it. It's going to be a great episode if anyone wants to start a podcast. Um, also, quick plug before we get started, um, you know, as we have done more content on social media, um, I've realized there's been such a huge demand for editing services, posting services, coaching, and everything else. Um, we actually just started my new company, Pineda Media, a few months back, and we have a ton of clients now who are having crazy success. Um, basically, we edit their videos for them. We do their content for them. We coach them through the filming process while they're filming so that they can get viral ideas and um, learn to speak better on camera. So it's, it's an amazing service. We already have so many entrepreneurs who are seeing a ton of success um, for building their brands and their businesses. So you guys can go to PinedaMedia.com to learn more about that and book a call with their team. Okay. Now let's talk about the business or the benefits of a podcast for your business, really. Okay. Um, number one. Okay. One of the benefits that I see just as somebody who films podcasts and uh, actually I should talk about real quick how long I've been doing it. Uh, I started my podcast back in 2021. It was called The Ryan Pineda Show. Um, we had it named that for a little over a year. And then I rebranded it to this podcast you see today called The Wealthy Way Podcast. And so now I'm going on two and a half years of podcasting. Um, it's been ranked in the top um, you know, 100 for entrepreneurship. And you know, in terms of downloads and views and everything, it is a top podcast. And I've had amazing guests, which uh, you know, uh, I'll talk about here later on. But you know, I've had a very successful podcast. That's probably why you're listening today. Um, and there's a lot that goes into being successful on a podcast, which we'll cover later on. But I want to talk about the benefits, okay? Number one. Benefit as a content creator is this. You don't have to like script and do the things that you have to do in other videos. Um, for me, being able to just have conversations, um, whether it's by myself right now, like I am today, or being able to just have a conversation with a guest or a co-host, it's just easier for me. Um, you know, I don't have a problem talking to people. And so um, I, I would rather prefer to talk to somebody for an hour than to go script out something step by step. So um, I love that it's very free flow and natural compared to other forms of content. Okay. Second reason that I love podcasts are the relationships. So we talked about guests just now, but I've had so many big name guests on my podcast that um, it's led to so many amazing relationships. I mean, just to name a few, we've we've had you know, um, Grant Cardone on the podcast multiple times. I've had, um, Alex Hormozzi on the podcast and Layla on the podcast. And then, 
you know, that ended up um, allowing them to come speak at my events. You know, having Cardone on the podcast multiple times has allowed me to go to his office and to do different collabs together. I've been on his TV shows now. Um, you know, I've had Cody Sanchez on and she's spoken at one of my events before. Um, you know, Patrick Bed David has been on, Neil Patel has been on, Liver King. Like it's a wide range of just these entrepreneurs that uh, you know, I really look up to. And now, because we've had a long conversation during the podcast and before and after, um, it's it's allowed us to build a relationship that will last, you know, hopefully for a lifetime, you know, as long as we both put work into the relationship. But, um, you know, relationships are the biggest capital for a business at the end of the day. Uh, being able to call up somebody from Cardone's team or, you know, text Hormozzi about a question I have in my business is like worth millions, okay? And that just doesn't happen without the podcast. That is the only reason we built a relationship to begin with. So um, I think the relationship building is huge. And then, you know, just like from that perspective, right? Like some have spoken at my events because of our relationship and everything else, but um, others have become like business partners and we do different things together. Um, You know, I had Derek Fay on my podcast and I was really blown away by his story of business acquisitions and mergers and everything. And now um, we're we're looking at deals together. We're going to acquire businesses together. Like he's what I would call a business partner um, here to be very soon. Uh, I've had Chris Como on, who's uh, like probably the most famous golf coach in the world. And he's coached Tiger Woods and all these other guys. And now he's training me, you know, like how else am I going to go? get get lessons from the top coach in the world. It's crazy. Um, it's only because of social media and podcasts specifically. Um, you know, I had uh, my now friend Jordan Feliz on. He's a, a Christian singer, right? And and him and I are really good buds now. I've been to his concerts and um, we're, we're going to do more stuff together. So it's like, there's a wide range of people that I've had on my podcast that I now get to build relationships with. And who knows where those lead. But to me, those pro- that, that might be the most important aspect of a podcast, period, um, when you really break it down if you're going to have guests. Now, the other part I really like, uh, going back to the content side, is that uh, it's got so much potential to be repurposed. So you're probably watching this um, or you've seen clips of you know, just the podcast on Reels or TikTok or YouTube Shorts where you know, we just take a less than 60 second um, clip from it and it becomes really cool, right? So that for me, I think it's great because it allows us to go get way more views, way more exposure for the podcast, and it takes no more effort out of my time, right? Like our editing, our editing team finds those clips, posts them. I don't even know what they're going to post, okay? Because like, we just post so many every day that, you know, it's great. Um, I mean, if I said it once on a 60-minute interview, then I'm sure it's going to be fine <laughs> when they repost it. So that's why I don't even have to approve it or anything. But um, repurposing a podcast is great. And when you just think about it, right, if I could film for 60 minutes with somebody and then we were able to go get, say, two YouTube videos out of it as well, like, say, 10-minute clips out of that, right, then we were able to go get five reels slash TikToks out of it. I mean, that 60 minutes was super valuable. That's a whole week of content for most people in 60 minutes of work. So you do the math as an entrepreneur. Like that is a huge ROI. If you go work 60 minutes doing a good job interviewing and you've got the right backend team, like with Pineda Media, where we can do all those things, um, you could put in 60 minutes of work and get a massive amount of exposure and marketing 
if done correctly. So um, big fan of repurposing. Also, I'm a big fan of uh, learning from all of these guests, right? Be, because I've been able to have them on the show, I, I kind of selfishly just ask him what I want to know. I'm like, man, uh, this is something I struggle with. What, what should I do, right? And so uh, I love learning from our guests. That's a huge thing. Um, I also love that it gets to help people, right? For all of you who listen to this podcast, thank you very much. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It is you um, you're the only reason all of this is possible, right? Like nobody would come on the show to do any of the other things I just talked about if nobody listened to the show, right? So the fact that you choose to give your time, which is your most valuable resource to listen to what I have to say and these guests have to say, it means a lot to me. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to continue to help you grow as a listener, as a viewer, um, and, and bring on better guests and, and, you know, share the things that I'm learning along my journey as an entrepreneur, as an investor, and as a content creator. So, um, you know, I, I love that uh, this gets to help people. I also love, you know, from the business side, it, it's great exposure for my businesses. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I've talked about Pineda Media. People will go to Pineda Media after listening to this podcast. Like, that's great business exposure. And it doesn't really take away from the content of this. It's just like, yo, if you like this kind of content, you're probably going to be interested in this. And that's all of my content. It's like, I, I only talk about things that I actually do. So when I talk about real estate, people are going to hear about wealthy investor because they just go hand in hand. Or maybe we're going to talk about Pineda Capital. It's like, we're going to um, invest and, and do deals together um, in some kind of way. So, you know, I think the business aspect of a podcast is great. Um, that, that, that's amazing. And then I think there are other standalone monetizing vehicles as well, right? Like I don't do this on my podcast, but you could get sponsors, right? Like if you, if you wanted to have sponsors on the podcast, like you could make nice recurring monthly revenue from the sponsors. Um, you know, you can have paid guests. I have done this. And so I'll talk more about that later on in the monetizing section, but you know, there, there's lots of ways to make the podcast just stand on its own. And you know, truthfully, uh, to, to go into the, like the final tidbit of benefits, um, I think people are going more extreme. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, <laughs> everything is always like super divided now. It's like the left versus the right. Like everybody's just picking these extreme sides. There's really no middle ground in anything we do anymore. And I think that that's true in content as well. I think that the extremes are this. There's either short form TikTok style content, which is obviously less than 60 seconds, punchy, fast, everything in between. And then there's like podcasts, which are ultra long. They're in most cases over an hour. I mean, I see Joe Rogan and my friend Patrick Bed David and these other guys going like three hour episodes, right? And people listen to all three hours of it. <laughs> you know, Logan Paul's doing the same thing, right? So I think that Content is going extreme on both sides. There are people who want to listen to ultra long, deep conversations, and there are people who just want to be entertained with quick, punchy stuff. I think, you know, obviously we still make 10 to 15 minute YouTube videos and like they still perform well, but at the end of the day, like I think that's kind of going to go away and people are going to gravitate towards these other two long form and short form. Okay. So that, that's my opinion. And that's, those are the trends I see as somebody who does content in all forms and fashion. So that being said, we know a podcast is worth it. We know there's a lot of benefits to it. 
Um, so how do you go about doing it? And more specifically, how can you do it profitably so that you're not just coming out of pocket to, to go create all this content with no way of like recouping your investment, right? Like whenever I start a business or do a new endeavor, I'm always thinking like, man, how can I make the money back as fast as possible for hiring this person or buying this thing? You know, we just spent over a hundred thousand dollars revamping our office and turning it into an event center. And the first thing I was talking about was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to put up a hundred thousand dollars to do this. And it's not going to make me money until we hold our first event. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, once we hold our first event, I know I'm going to make my money back on this place. And we did exactly that. In fact, we made far more than what that um, event center cost me. Now the event center is free and we can use it for however long we want. So that's, that's the beauty of uh, any business I start or any investment I make. Like I'm trying to think, how can I get the money back as fast as possible? Um, and so with podcasts, you know, we got to think about that as well as the long term of it too. So let's talk about how to do it. So the first thing you're going to have to do is decide the structure of the podcast, right? And th there's a lot of things that go into this, right? For one, what's the theme? Well, the wealthy way is in the entrepreneurship category. And so everything that we do is based on entrepreneurship. Now, it doesn't mean every episode's just purely business. I bring on lots of different things. Like even though the majority will be like business people, I'll bring on things that I think entrepreneurs need, right? Like I've had pastors on. I've had health experts on. I've had my wife on to talk about marriage to an entrepreneur, right? Like I've had lots of different people on um, that I think would be beneficial to any entrepreneur or investor, and that, that's really like the theme. If I, if I think that creating this piece of content or interviewing this person can help an entrepreneur out there that um, is going through something or needs to learn this thing, then I'm going to do that episode. So, you know, you got to have the theme, right? Next thing you got to ask is yourself is, okay, knowing the theme, who is like that actual avatar I am trying to reach? Okay. Um, how old are they? what's their skin color, what's their gender, what's their religion, what's their, how much money do they make? Like all of these things matter, guys. Like people who say they don't matter don't study business or demographics or anything. You have to know your demographics, all right? Now, at the end of the day, um, you're going to attract a certain style of person. And usually that style of person is going to be similar to you. Okay. So when I look at the people that follow me, a lot of them are very similar to me. Like I look at my events, I look at the people in our businesses. Many, many are similar to me. I would say like the average age, and, and you could look at like our analytics too on social media is 25 or so. Yeah, it's about 25 to 35. That's the like number one uh, age demographic. And right, I'm 34 years old now, but I've been on social media since I was 30. So like, it, it, it makes sense why that's the people I attract. Um, on top of that, you know, the next level up would be, um, I would say probably the 35 to 44 range. I think that's the, the, the cutoff they use. And then, you know, it, it would be the younger range after that. But overall, like the whole audience is basically, I would say 75% of the audience is 21 to 44. That is 75%. And I would say 80%, or even 90% of the people who listen to this podcast are dudes, okay? So we know all of these things, 
um, when I go to an event, I also just look at my demographics. It's a very diverse crowd. Okay, we've got white, black, Asian, Mexican, Latin, whatever. Like we have everything. So um, it's diverse. And I mean, when you look at me, I'm pretty diverse, right? Like I'm half white, I'm half Filipino. A lot of people think I'm Latino. Like I have a diverse staff, you know, like we have lots of different nationalities that you see on stage at my events and in my company. So we're super diverse and it makes sense why our audience is super diverse too. Um, You know, but what I will say beyond just like the demographics of what the person looks like and everything else, um, what are their interests, right? Because how they look and everything else is just one aspect. What are their interests? Well, I can tell you the people who follow me um, are people who are entrepreneurial. They don't really want to have a job. Um, They're looking for new ways to make money. They're looking for new ways to spend more time with their family. And and those are their goals. Um, You know, am I getting like the nine to five people who are totally content with their jobs and they just want to figure out how to buy their first rental property. Like, well, we might get those people, but the reality is I've seen, um, people who have that kind of audience who are like, Hey, nine to five is cool. You know, like let's work up the corporate ladder and then let's like start saving money from our job and buy rentals. Um, that, that, that is there, there's, there's influencers and podcasts for that. Um, probably a lot of them are, are on bigger pockets and things like that, but that's not who I speak to because, I just don't have any experience doing it. <laughs> I, I don't speak from experience of having a corporate job and trying to figure out how to save money and do that. I, I've only been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I have no idea what they're going through, what they experience. But I tell you this, if you're fed up with your job and you're trying to become an entrepreneur, then you're probably going to go listen to this podcast or follow me. Okay. So you got to know what their interests are and what they're trying to do. If I, you know, people, if, if I provide a new way for somebody to make money or a new trend, people usually buy it from me because that that's their mindset. They're always looking for the next thing. They're trying to innovate. Okay. Now, once you know your avatar, the next thing you got to decide is, Hey, okay. Like what's the, the, the setup of this show? Is it going to be hour long? Am I going to have a co-host? You know, is it going to be in person? Is it going to be virtual? What what are the things that um, this show is going to have? And so for us, we've experimented with many different styles, right? Like typically when I have a guest, it's about an hour. Okay, it's just me and the guest. Then I'll do a podcast like this, which is just a solo like training essentially. And usually these are like 30 minutes or so. Um, I also now do a live show with a co-host just to test it out. I've got um, Blake as a co-host. I've tried other co-hosts too. And we'll, we'll just jump on a live and, and talk for like an hour and a half. And I think all three work, right? I And I still do all three today, even though I would say the bread and butter is me and a guest for an hour. If that That's probably the majority of you know the shows we've done. But you know, my point with that is a podcast can be successful no matter what you do. You know, Joe Rogan does it three hours. I've seen guys who do podcasts for like 15 minutes. I would say to me, as far as how I know the algorithms work and um, how you can build deep relationships, I would go like for me, the longer, the better, you know, try for at least 30 minutes because if somebody listens to you for at least 30 minutes, they're pretty bought into what you're saying. Like that's a lot of time to spend with somebody, um, you know, and, and two, this is why podcasts I think are going to keep getting more popular. They're great to listen to in the car when you got nothing going on. So you're looking for something that's 30 minutes. 
Um, you can't watch TikToks. I mean, you shouldn't watch TikToks in the car <laughs> if you're driving, but podcast is great. You know, if you're at the gym, podcast is great. And, and think about this too. The people who work out at the gym, if they're listening to podcasts, that's a very highly productive person, right? So, you know, I think the um, quality of somebody who listens to a podcast is extremely high because not only are they like a motivated person, they're probably multitasking. And, you know, the longer you listen to somebody, the more likely you are to trust them and eventually buy from them. Okay. So I would say 30 minutes minimum would be my suggestion. Um, if you can go an hour, I think that's great. Okay. But you don't want to make it boring, right? If you, if you're just trying to hit an hour and it's like so boring after 20 minutes, don't do that. Okay. It's better to just end it right there. So you got to figure out how to become entertaining. Like I, I can't speak alone for an hour. I, it's just, I have nothing else to talk about. It's not entertaining, but if I'm speaking with somebody else and we got perspective, I could go however long that conversation until it becomes boring. And that's when I cut it off. Okay. When I get bored as the interviewer, I cut it off. That's how it goes. So, uh, yeah, you know, you got to figure out the structure and that, that will dictate the show. Okay. Now, as far as like setup goes, um, obviously you need some equipment, right? Um, for one, a podcast used to be only audio, but most of you are watching visually now, I would assume, um, or you have it like playing visually in the background on YouTube or something like that. But, you know, you got to have cameras for video um, because you're going to turn it into clips. You're going to repurpose it and all that stuff. So it's got to be on camera. Now, I also suggest you get at least two cameras. And if you're going to have a guest, three cameras, you know, ideally what you want is a camera that's just directly on you. So like right now I've got a camera directly on me. I can look at, I can talk to, you know, it's just my main reference. Then, um, you're going to have a camera that's like showing the whole scene. And so for us, we have this camera that's like kind of just moving throughout the podcast and it's showing the whole scene of the room. It's not tight on me. It's just the entire thing. So if I had a guest, you would see both of us. And then the third camera would be the camera that's on the guest directly, okay? So three cameras. If you really want to do it right, that's what you should do. Um, on top of that, you know, you need good mics. And so there's a lot of good mics out there. I mean, Rode has like a, a podcasting thing that we still use called like Rodecaster. And then like they have Rode mics that kind of come with it for a hundred bucks or something. It's not crazy. Um, if you want to get like the top tier stuff, these, these sure mics are what basically everyone uses and they're more expensive. I want to say, I don't even know. They might be like three to 500 bucks a piece. So, you know, they're, they're a lot more expensive than the road, but you know, it just depends. You can start off with the road. I started off with the road when we first started. I didn't just like jump to all this crazy expensive stuff. Like you don't have to have everything perfect right off the bat, right? In fact, you could even use like your iPhone or something as one of the cameras. Uh, you know, you can have your best camera tight on you because that's what it's going to be. And then you can have like an iPhone as like a broad thing. That That's honestly what we did at, uh, with Patrick Bet David. You know, we went to Florida and we didn't have all three of our cameras and we had one or two. So we just literally put one camera on him, one on me, and then the iPhone looking at the whole broad picture of it. So, you know, you, you got to get good um, cameras and good audio. Now, when it comes to filming, um, what you or well, you know, you're going to film it and everything else, right? Um, once you're done filming, you need to send it to post-production. And this is somebody who's going to edit the podcast and everything else. Um, this is why I keep mentioning Panada Media. 
because we'll be able to edit your podcast here for you very soon. By the time you watch this, we probably already do. Okay. So, you know, you need somebody who's consistent with um, giving you really good edits, not only just on the audio, but the video too, right? Like when we do a podcast on YouTube, we we create this little quick one minute, like basically TikTok um, to get people excited to listen to the rest of the show, right? And it's probably why you're only still here at this point because you you heard me say something on that teaser and I still haven't even mentioned it yet, right? Like that's the point to get somebody to watch all the way through, okay? So, you know, you want to make sure um, you got good post-production on video and audio. Then you got to post, okay? So posting it is pretty simple, right? You can post um, on YouTube, which many of you are watching on now. And if you are, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you can catch all of our episodes. Um, we also use something called Buzzsprout where that post it on the audio only to like Spotify, Apple, and just everywhere, really. So Buzzsprout's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what that costs, but it's pretty cheap and it will post it everywhere audio only. Um, and then, you know, if you're going to make the reels and the shorter clips, you'll post those on the other platforms like Instagram and TikTok and everything else. But, you know, uh, once again, at Panade Media, we can post them all for you too. So like it truly is done for you. It's pretty cool. Um, now, once you figure all that out, okay, there are some other things to think about too. Um, number one is like your style, okay? So you're starting this podcast. What is your style, Okay. And the first question I would ask yourself is, are you the expert or are you an interviewer? Okay. So for me, like I'm, I'm an expert in a few things and that's why people watch me. Um, and so a lot of times people will listen to a podcast like this because they want to hear my expertise on making a podcast in this case, right? I'm doing a podcast on how to do a podcast. Isn't that funny? But, uh, they, they want to hear my expertise on a certain thing, right? Now, some of you aren't experts yet, and that's okay. You're going to become an expert over time. I wasn't a podcast expert until, you know, two and a half years now of doing it and having a top-ranked podcast and doing, you know, probably hundreds of episodes, okay? So, you know, you may not be the expert yet, but, you know, your your goal might be you're, you're the interviewer. You're interviewing the experts. And there's lots of value in that, right? Like, if you can build a podcast where you're so good at getting guests... Um, you know, you can become a great interviewer. And I think that's like what Joe Rogan did very early on. Like he, he never portrayed himself as like this, um, expert on these people that he's bringing on. He's just like a very curious person who wants to learn and, and get different perspectives. So, um, you know, which one are you going to be now? I'll tell you this for your business. If you're the expert, then really like, talk more about your subject. And even if you're interviewing somebody, like always showcase your expertise. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I kind of do a bad job at this uh, when I'm interviewing people because I don't, I, I feel like I don't talk enough because like I'm, I'm, whenever I just talk to people in general, I don't talk a lot. The only time I talk a lot is when I'm on camera by myself because I have to, there's no one to talk to. Okay. But like when I'm in natural conversation with people, unless they're asking me questions, I'm always going to divert to them and ask them questions. And so um, even on these podcasts, I'll, I'll rewatch some of them and I'll be like, man, like I barely spoke in that podcast. I mean, I, I maybe it was maybe 80, 20, 80% them talking and it's fine. It's still like a free flow conversation. But when you're the expert, people do want to hear what you have to say 
especially when somebody says something. And so I know for me, unnaturally, I'm going to have to start talking more whenever I do those kinds of interviews um, because people want to hear my expertise. Um, and now if I was just purely an interviewer, um, then it, asking questions away is great. And then maybe I can add some like color commentary to it. But at the end of the day, you got to pick one or the other. Um, now, here's the thing. If you're an interviewer, you're you're going to have to rely on the power of your guest for episodes. So you're going to have to go and find really top-notch guests that people want to watch because they're not watching for you. They're, you're just like bringing these guests together. Eventually, they might watch for you because, you know, you're so good at talking and interviewing. And like, I think once again, to go back to Joe Rogan, that's kind of what I, I think happened with him where now, you know, it used to be about maybe the guest he was getting and everything else. But now it's like, yo, I want to just like uh, Joe, I already know Joe's going to say something cool. He, the guest is going to be fine, even if I don't know what the heck they do, but we trust that he's brought somebody in. It's going to be entertaining. And, you know, that's why they watch it. So, um, at the end of the day, if you can become great at both, if you're an expert and a great interviewer, then you're going to hit the jackpot. Like you're going to um, do really well in podcasting. So there's that. Um, now, now let's talk about monetization. Okay, so there's lots of ways to make money on a podcast. There's lots of ways to make money on social media. So here's what I'll say about this. Okay. When it comes to your business, okay, I assume if you're starting a podcast, the the topics, the theme, and everything else will relate back to your business some way, somehow, right? Um, and I've already mentioned my businesses in this podcast uh, when it made sense, right? And that's the key. You should throw in your business organically, okay? When it makes sense for what you're talking about, plug your business, okay? <laughs> if people are listening to your podcast, they 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 want to hear something, right? If somebody's watching this right now and they're saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I need these resources anyway." Well, I trust Ryan. I might as well use his thing versus somebody else's. I'm gonna go higher. Okay, so plug your business and your content. They're watching your content for a reason on that specific thing, and so if your business addresses the thing that they want, tell them. They're like, do not. Uh, think that you can't promote your stuff. You should. Absolutely. So to me, this will make you far more than anything. Um, you know, organic is best, but if you want, you can just always have a a plug in your business too. So, um, or like, a, I guess like a sponsor. So I used to do this. Um, I've, we haven't done it lately because we're, we're more so concerned with the content, less concerned about my businesses, like getting proper time. Um, but we used to just like run ads, like in podcasts, you can just run like, it's just a commercial and it's normal. People expect it in a podcast. Um, so you could do that for your business where it's just like in every episode. Um, so you, you could do that. I, I I just prefer not to do that. I want to have just like a, a higher quality show and then whatever businesses apply, I'll organically mention them. Okay. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, that is a way to do it. Um, you could also, if you don't really have a business that, um, you, you really want to promote yet. You can just go get sponsors who have products that are relevant to the audience. So for example, let's just say you were the one doing this podcast right now, right? But you didn't have Pineda Media as your company. Well, why don't you try and get me to sponsor your podcast, right? 
Like if you have an audience that's interested in creating content and they're entrepreneurial um, and you have no product to sell them, go strike a deal with a guy like me and say, hey, Ryan, I know you do have the business that my audience is interested in. Let's work out an affiliate deal. Let's work out a deal where you pay me every month um, to have an episode on the show or sorry, to to be on um, a commercial of every show, right? Uh, you, you could totally do that. Um, and I think that's what most podcasts do. They just get sponsors and um, that's kind of how they go about it. And then on YouTube, right, you, you get ad revenue and stuff as long as the podcast is growing. So I think that's great. Um, you can also have paid guests. So, you know, I've had paid guests on my show and uh, a lot of people think it's weird. Like they, most podcasters would never talk about this, but you guys know I'll talk about anything. I don't care. So, you know, we've had paid guests on and here's the thing. Okay. We have a vetting process with every guest. Um, either number one, like I know them or, you know, they come referred from somebody who I really trust. And so they come on the show, right? That'd be number one. Number two is like all these other people who are very unknown, at least to me, I don't know who they are, but they're very successful, at least on the surface, right? So, you know, we get these podcast agencies that always pitch us potential guests. We get, you know, I will get people who DM me. I'll get people who um, message me on behalf of somebody else and say like, dude, you should really get this guy. He's legit. But I don't really know either of them too well. So those those are the hard ones to vet because we don't know if they're legit. And two, um, there's lots of those, okay? At the end of the day, there are lots of successful entrepreneurs who are unknown, okay? And so for me, at least where this podcast is at today, um, that that presents two problems, okay? So th- there's really like, when, you, when you're doing any kind of business deal, you have to look at it from the other person's perspective, okay? So how do I add value to this person? And like, what would make them want to work with me? Okay, how do I add enough value to them? So let's just think, if I, Ryan, wanted to get on Joe Rogan's podcast, since we're using him as an example, how do I add value to Joe? All right, well, man, it's hard to add value to him at this point, right? Like, uh, number one, I mean, having a successful business doesn't add value to him, right? He's had tons of successful people who he could go get who are more successful than me, right? So like one way to add value to him is if I was famous enough, right? And that's typically who's on his podcast. They're already famous people. Um, This adds value to him because now his podcast grows because of somebody else's you know, name and that person's followers are now going to go watch this podcast, right? So if he goes, gets Michael Jordan on, um, that's a big podcast because Michael Jordan's famous. And so now people who like Michael Jordan are going to go now watch Joe Rogan and maybe they never heard of Joe before, but because they love Michael, they're now going to go do it. Okay. So you can add value to him by having influence, right? So the question for me would be, do I have enough influence to add value to him? Um, I'd probably say no, because I would be on the show if I did, right? Like, so I'm not there yet where I can add value with influence. Well, another way would be to add value through paying him, right? Like literally putting money in his pocket. Now, he would probably never admit to it or anything else, but I'm sure people have paid him to be on the show and they've probably paid him lots of money because guess what? Um, At the end of the day, it's a marketing expense for them. If they get on his show and there's millions of views, they're going to make way more money than whatever they paid him, right? And that that's marketing 101. If you're going to go spend 
$20,000, and that's definitely not what he charges, but if you're going to go spend $20,000 on some kind of marketing, whether it's Facebook ads, a podcast appearance, uh, you know, whatever, it, your hope is that you're going to make far more than the $20,000, and that's why you're going to do it and spend it. And so paying to be on a podcast, I think, is a great thing um, for many entrepreneurs and business people because, to me, I think it's a far better use of money spent because... If I were to go spend $20,000 on just Facebook ads, okay, um, I don't have like any assets from it. I'm just running ads and it sucks, um, you know, and it could make money, whatever, right? But if I spend, say, $20,000 on a podcast appearance, okay, and I was in front of the right audience who wanted my product or service, okay, number one, it's like uh, if we're going to have an hour-long conversation, like it's an hour for them to get to know you, right? You can't do that through a Facebook ad. It's also an hour of assets you can use on ads later on. You now have assets you could use for your ads, okay? It's also something you could point back to everyone who comes in your funnel from ads and say, hey, go watch this hour-long podcast I did with Ryan if you want to see what we're all about, right? You're also now getting credibility from the 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 show that you're on, right? Like if you've been on this show... They've obviously vetted you and everything else like you're legit. So somebody who thought you might not be legit, they see you're on this show like, oh man, like, okay, he's the real deal, right? So to me, and also too, it it ends up tapping into that person's audience. So now it's not just, you know, your audience, but now you're tapping into so-and-so's audience. So in the end, when I look at like the value proposition of somebody paying to be on a podcast, I think it's enormous if you pick the right one and you've got the business and the capital to make it worthwhile. Um, and so basically, to, to now, that, now that you have that premise, when you think about how can you add value to somebody, you're either going to bring them more attention for their podcast or you're basically going to make them more money somehow, right? And so you're either going to pay them or there's going to be an affiliate or there's going to be something that allows them to make money because guess what, man? Running this podcast costs a lot of money. Like it ain't free. You know, I've got employees, we've got all this stuff, like we got bills. So if we can subsidize that cost and get somebody who wants to pay to be on, who's legit, who are value, who's going to have a valuable conversation with the audience, um, it's a win-win for everybody. They get exposure for their business. They get exposure for their brand. We get money to continue to put out a great um, podcast and everything else. The audience gets valuable information. It's a win-win, Right. Um, and so there, there are lots of successful entrepreneurs who think that, oh, because I'm successful, I should be able to get on all these podcasts. And the reality is, no, that's not the case. The case is this, like success is a prerequisite to be on most podcasts. It is not the thing that gets you on. The thing that gets you on is, you know, either you've got fame and notoriety because, and, and by you being on, that's going to help the podcast. You're either paying to be on the podcast or you know somebody, right? Like at the end of the day, you know somebody and so they pulled a favor for you. Like that's how it usually goes with these big podcasts. So, you know, monetization wise, if you're the host, knowing that there's lots of opportunities, right? If people want to pay to be on your show, sponsors want to pay you to advertise on your show, you got valuable eyeballs and traffic, is a great thing. And, and, you know, I believe all of you can make six figures in your first year just from things like that, you know, affiliates, sponsors, podcast appearances, your own business being number one, just talking about your business on your show. It, you do any combination of those, you're making six figures easily. Okay. Even if you don't have that many people. 
Okay. And then if you're repurposing the content, getting more exposure, it's going to make even more. And then you're talking seven figures. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of podcast. I think it's going to continue to grow. I'm a huge fat fan of just like everything about it. <laughs> you're going to make an impact on people by doing it. Um, and you know, if you can just always keep the end viewer in mind and figure out what are their problems, how can you help them grow? Um, your podcast will be successful. So hope you enjoyed this. If you did, make sure to check out another episode. I'm sure YouTube's going to show something that's going to be very relevant to what you want to learn based on this video. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.